Apple TV Plus is here. Let's talk about our experience with the video streaming service and share our thoughts on shows such as The Morning Show, For All Mankind, Dickinson, and more. That's the focus of this episode of the Macworld Podcast. I'm Roman Loyola here with Life Johnson. Howdy. And Jason Cross. Hello. The new service, new video streaming service from Apple started on Friday. Mm-hmm. And started with how many shows? Nine? I believe it was nine. Nine, nine shows. Uh, eight shows in a movie, mm-hmm. I guess you yeah. could say. Yeah. So we're going to talk about Apple TV Plus this show, this episode of the podcast. I thought we'd start off by talking about sort of the service in general, like the logistics, how it performed, things like that, and then get into each of the shows. How does that sound? Yeah. Sounds like, speaking of which, is, there's a part of me, because you know, I watched all that, and I'm like... God, it was just Friday. It's been busy. So Apple TV Plus, you can watch it on your iOS device, on your Apple TV, not TV Plus, uh, not your Apple TV hardware, which has the Apple <laughs> TV app. Right. Jason, uh, we had a discussion earlier this morning, sort of Jason linked to somebody on the web, I think. Apple TV is just kind of this confusing now name from Apple because it, it refers to devices and apps. Right. Mm-hmm. And and a service, sort of. And a service, sort right. of. So. And it's, yeah, and they're all, yeah. yep. So we have to clarify what we're talking about when we're talking Apple TV. But yeah, so it's available on your Mac as well through your web browser. Or any, any computer. <laughs> any browser. No, oh, that's I, true. Any computer. That's right. You can actually sign up and sign in and watch at tv.apple.com and pretty much any modern browser. Yeah. Now, I was hearing last night on Twitter that people were having a hard time looking at it on Android on their browsers on that phone. Is that true? I have not heard that. Yeah. I, I don't, that could be true. Because that's what I was arguing. And I was like, it. you should just be able to watch it on your browser because, you know, it was the usual, yeah. let's, you know, Apple, you know, not do it. I was like, well, you should be able to watch it. I mean, on it works browser. on Chrome desktop. I, that's not yeah. necessarily the same as. Well, they didn't respond know. to me. So <laughs> maybe it, it, I was right. I mean, <laughs> it could be. There's also people who have like a Samsung phone that run the Samsung browser, which I don't know what it supports mm. and works with and stuff. So maybe you are better off with Chrome. But we know it supports. Chrome, Firefox, and, and Safari yeah. Yeah. On, on all platforms. So right now, if you sign up without using a new device, it's a seven-day trial from when you sign up, correct? That's right. But if you have a new device that you're registering with Apple, uh, you are offered a free year of Apple TV+. Plus. Yeah. And it qualifies if it's anything like since September, correct? September 10th. So yes. any basically any device that can play Apple TV, the, right. the TV app. So any iPhone, iPad, Mac, or the Apple TV hardware bought since September 10th, you'll basically extend your one-week free trial into a one-year free trial. Okay. Uh, and, if, and that's supposedly, quote, for a limited time. So I don't know when Apple's going to stop doing that. But yeah. s- still today, if you bought any of that hardware, you went out and got something, you could extend it. And there's some gotchas because usually um, usually when there's like a month free or three months free or something like that, you can cancel and then it'll – when your three months is up, you'll just be out, right? Yeah. yeah, yeah like you have to sign up for recurring payments when your thing is over, but you can quit before your free trial mm-hmm. is over and just not be – that's not the way this one works. You get your – you extend it for your free year if two months – 
later, if in January you decide to cancel, you, you cancel immediately. Yeah. And you can't start back up and finish off your free year yeah. or anything like that. You got to start in at four ninety nine. Yeah. yeah. And so Apple you, does that with everything, like Apple Arcade and stuff like that. It's, yeah. it's kind of annoying um, because, you know, it was like that game club that I was writing about that was, uh, you know, if you cancel your free trial on that one, which is also a month free trial like Apple Arcade, mm-hmm. you can still keep using that until the month is up. But in not Apple Arcade, you hit yeah. that cancel button. It's like so long. Yeah, all the subscriptions, everything you – every app that has a subscription you subscribe to, you can cancel before it's over and it will just yeah. finish your period up and then just not renew. Mm-hmm. But at these – Things don't work like that. So just be aware that you can't just like get your free year and then quit so that you don't forget right. later because you'll just be out. Right. Use that reminders app. Yeah, use that reminders <laughs> app. Remind me in one year to cancel. And I don't think you can stack, can you? Do we no. know that yet? You cannot you, you stack. Cannot. You can't yeah. stack. It's one free uh, year, year, no matter how many devices you get, right. and no matter per, per account. And if you have a multiple... It's it, family sharing does work with your free yeah. year. So one person gets one device. It's for your family. Right. But if other family members get devices, they can't extend yeah. the year yeah. or get their free year later or anything like right. that. Right. Uh-huh. Yeah. I used it on through the web browser and through my uh, iPhone. Now, I, I didn't have any any problems there using it at all. Um, and I watched it on my phone, iPad. PC browser, Apple TV, and my Mac. And uh, it was yeah, all convenient. So I, tr- I tried all the things. And yeah. It works pretty well. Yeah. Yeah. Yep. yeah, I didn't have any problems at all. Yeah, anything else about the signups or the logistics of it that people should should know about? Or The app sucks. <laughs> I, don't think the, I don't think the app sucks. I think the problem, but I, I understand why Apple's doing this, is it's all in the TV app and it's Apple TV Plus is a, quote, channel, just like when you get HBO yes. from within the TV yeah. app or Stars or something like that. It's like within the TV app. It's just another channel. And they want people to be in the TV app watching stuff because they want to people to consume other content there and right. kind of get all their subscriptions tied into that TV app and everything. So I get it. But it if you're looking just for this stuff, it's kind of like scattered around. Right. It doesn't mm-hmm. feel – you have to scroll down like four levels and then start going sideways to find the shows and stuff. Once you're watching a show, it's fine. Like, Yeah. That's the one thing I, I feel like is going to be a problem when the library starts to bulk up. It's mm-hmm. sort of a similar problem with the App Store on iOS. It's it's kind of hard to find things. Yeah. Unless if, – if, if you know what you're looking for, it's easy because you can just search – but if you're just browsing and poking around, which I think would probably be more what you would want to do with television than you would with like an app, right? Mm-hmm. I, you know, when there starts to be a few hundred shows on there, that's mm-hmm. it's, it's kind of like with Netflix and Hulu and all that right now. I, I have a hard time just kind of browsing. Yeah, it's really the the TV app will recommend stuff to you, and that's yeah. going to be the powerful way they push shows at people mm-hmm. because if right. you want to, for let's just a, a, a Imagine there's 80 different shows on Apple TV Plus. It's two years later, and there's 80 shows on there. And you go in and you just go like, I just want to see what comedies they have. There's not really built to do that. It's not. There's no real right. interface where you go like, all right, I'm going to go see what's in Apple TV Plus. Show me comedies. Yeah. You know. But they've got a couple years as the as everything grows. They've got a couple years to kind of grow the TV app and maybe make this a little more robust, like the the interface to handle. Because I imagine people who have HBO as a channel mm-hmm. have this kind of problem too. Yeah. Things that have a lot of content or Showtime or right. something. 
Carmela Schoonover on Facebook kind of uh, has a comment kind of related to it. She says that what seems like a weakness of Apple's Apple TV Plus could be a strength that is that it has very few shows right now, just nine. Mm-hmm. I don't mm-hmm. know about everyone else, but I got I got streaming catalog overload with the apps and choices. That's she's talking about Amazon Prime, HBO, mm-hmm. Netflix, and Hulu. Yeah. So much scrolling. <laughs> it might be nice to go to the Apple TV app and have only a few high quality shows to pick from. But see, um, that's eventually going to change, like right. you said, once they have. And right. see, that's what I don't like. Let's. I'm going to jump over to video games here for a second because everybody, that's what they criticize about Steam. It's like, it's so hard to find something. And that's why the Epic Store is taking off because it's brand new and doesn't have any much. That's the thing. It's brand new. Yeah. And, uh, you know, it's like once it gets big, too, you're going to be complaining about the same problem over there. Yeah, you and, need good search and categorization and stuff like that. It's, you know, I know people don't really complain about this particular problem with, say, Netflix, which mm-hmm. has a t- ton of stuff so it it can be done and they've got a little time to do it but they need to get this worked out and like you were talking about the categories comedy and everything netflix does a good job of that of highlighting you know what is a good show to watch in each category and Mm -hmm. stuff and so it it focuses on what's like trending and everything and and, you know apple would be you know would do well to follow that model too i will say you know one of the things i was saying like one of the shows oprah's book club you actually i i never did see it on any of the marquees and stuff i had to look for yeah. it that's so, a weird launch it is i yeah. think it's a soft launch because they like apple lists it on their sites and stuff as a coming soon thing yeah but there's one, yeah, episode, one episode there yeah. but everything else has three episodes so yeah. i kind of feel like they put one episode out to give it there and so that when people see oprah and they there's something for them to right. find. And it's going to have a real launch where it starts having weekly shows, like, I don't know, in a month or two, I, whenever they get around right. to, to having a steady cadence of these things. I read that the plan was that it was going to be like a every two months thing. Or because it's one new club. episode? Yes, every two because you, it would give the reader – they're doing it's different than what they did in the 90s. Yeah. So you, you would have time to read the book and yeah. then talk with yeah. – uh, Well, there's just no promotion for it or anything. Right. Yeah. And it's Oprah, so that yeah. seems weird. <laughs> so, yes. yeah, who, I, I'm not sure what's going on with the book club. And boy, at the beginning of that show, <laughs> Oprah did her best to promote Apple because oh, yeah. Yeah, it was just five minutes of Apple's so great, Apple's so perfect. It Look really what Apple is. Did. Yeah. <laughs> and, so, uh. and, yeah, it, it was, it was kind of cringe, honestly. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah, we can dive into the uh, individual shows, but I just want to get this comment in from at yo underscore tiny on Twitter. He's, he said... Apple is tossing a very wide net with the diversity of programming offered at launch. Hopefully, over time, they will offer enough interesting programming to appeal to the mainstream audience. Yeah, I yeah. mean, that's what yeah, for, see. for so few shows, it's a fairly wide net. There's a yeah. lot of stuff missing. Yeah. You're, you're, yeah. You don't see straight-up comedy, like a screwball comedy or stand-up right. or anything like that. Like, that's pretty well missing. Yeah. Dickinson's kind of light comedy-ish. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> um, and but they they represent plenty of kids stuff and I think that's going to be a focus that they make sure there's lots of yeah, kids stuff that's that's family a very Apple thing family fair yeah um before we get talking about the individual shows I just I'd mention on the technical level it's really good the streaming is really mm-hmm. good it starts right up yeah the quality is good and stays good like I was worried that like at launch like Apple's got a really good content delivery network but. For a whole bunch of people streaming high yeah. bit video at once, you know they they do this with iTunes, but not everyone's tuning in to stream all at once. Mm-hmm. So, I thought it was going to be maybe hammered a little bit, but everything was clear. The bit rates are really high. It's great 
quality 4K, some of the best streaming 4K stuff that I've seen. It's it's mm. easily as good or better than Netflix's best 4K shows in terms of streaming quality. It really dealt with very difficult scenes like um, like in C and uh, there's a scene in Morning Show 2 where there's a lot of rain. Mm-hmm. Rain tends to just destroy if – you, if you have bad compression, like rain will just turn into a mess. Yeah. And it's really, really clear and clean, which means that they're spending a lot of bit rate and they're doing really good compression. So just – on a technical level, the quality is really, really good. Yeah. Yes. And I'm, I'm glad at that. I don't have Dolby Atmos uh, <laughs> sound system in my living room, but the audio was really good, too. Mm-hmm. We, my dog freaked out because she heard, a, she heard a siren outside, but it was just really good surround sound. <laughs> <laughs> That's funny. One of the things I like, and you, you kind of touched on this, you, how you just kind of go right into the shows. One thing I don't like about HBO now, I believe, is mm-hmm. that uh, you know you have that like that three minute intro to a lot of the shows. Like, look how awesome HBO is. Oh uh, yeah, the yeah. self promo thing. Yeah. yeah, it's like I'm already paying for you. I'm already watching it. You don't need to tell me how awesome you are. Yeah, but it just jumps. It has a little splash screen that says you know Apple, and then yeah. it jumps. I down. I do wonder if Apple's going to get pressure to get the skip intro a skip intro button yeah we're starting to see I, some amazon shows have that and all the amazon i mean all the netflix shows yeah. have it and it showed up on a uh, apple tv oh did you did you see it yeah because uh, i never yeah. saw one you don't see yeah okay yeah. i i'm i watched several episodes of z and everything else i never saw a skip yep, intro popped button. Up right up in the right hand corner huh all right, well, good. Then they have that. That was the only one I remember. Well, that was the only one I spe- specifically watched on Apple TV. But, okay. uh, yeah. On Apple I've TV. watched them all on Apple TV. Okay. Yeah, because wow. I good. used iPhone in, in my browser. I didn't notice that. So huh? That I, maybe I wasn't – maybe I was already just automatically using the 15-second jump button. That's – It was awkward like. to use with – I especially remember because it was awkward to use with the, the remote. Okay. And because, uh, you, you know, you had to make sure it was just perfectly – Yeah, it's a highlighted. stupid touchpad. Yes. Yeah. But, yeah, it did pop up in the in the right-hand corner. I'll, well, keep an, I'll, look, I'll look out for that's that. That's good. You'll keep an eye out for that. Because yeah. it's not that they're bad, but they they do have long title treatments on some yeah. of these shows. And yeah. you're just like, I've seen it's this like, a bunch. Yeah. I'm, so, I'm binging. I don't need to watch this right. again. Yeah, I guess the marquee title that Apple's kind of been promoting on Apple TV Plus is The Morning Show. It's sort of a star-studded show. It's a show about a television program, the the drama that happens on on a television program. It stars Jennifer Aniston, Reese Witherspoon, and Steve Carell. Mm -hmm. What were your guys' impressions of The Morning Show? Uh, after I, I've only watched the first two so mm-hmm. far, uh, and after the first one, I was just and 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 see I watched the first two of these, and that just made me go like, boy, we were wrong. <laughs> we were so wrong to be worried that this was because in the promos, everything right. looked oh, like it stopped just short of being edgy, and we were like, oh, it's going to be like expensive Hallmark. Nope. Yeah. No, there's f bombs left and right. There's yes. really adult situations. I and believe the first word humor. of uh, the morning show script is mother. <laughs> yeah, mother effer. <laughs> yeah. Like, like there is, uh, yeah, there's a ton and just really adult themes and stuff in several of these shows. So I'm really glad they didn't back down. Uh, everything's fictionalized, like fictionalized networks and shows, yeah. the names. But it's really obvious that like this is Good Morning America <laughs> yeah. and stuff. And and they're really dealing with a difficult subject in like a really yeah. 
thorough way. Like I really think that they're they're trying to show uh, they're really trying to not make it completely black and white right. and show how it impacts different people in right. different yeah. ways right. and show how. Uh, when one thing happens to one person that might be the right thing or mm-hmm. a good thing, like it has these ripple effects on everybody right. else. And yeah, this, there's some good, the first episode I thought took a while to get things going. Yeah. Like yeah. it just, I, I felt like, is this show still on? Like, right. has it been an hour yet? Yeah, yeah, it feels yeah. like, is this it maybe like is the first one, two hours? Like yeah, it, felt it felt long. like a long hour. Yeah. Um, but it, it quickly picks up pace. And I, by the, the second one, I'm just, I'm, I'm hooked. I'm thought it was, it's really compelling. I, I was surprised how watchable it is. It took me until the third, but uh, and that, that's one of the things I say in my review. I think I was a little harsh in my review. It was the first one I wrote, and I was very tired. Uh, but uh, <laughs> it was, uh, but uh, you know, it was kind of like Jason said. It, it took a while to get going, and I and I said that that was because it was trying to do things with different scripts. By the end of the third episode, they, you know. A lot of this is like world building and, you know, mm-hmm. characterization and stuff. By the end of the third episode, they really seem to know where they're going to go. And it's going to go, I think, in some surprising directions. But, you know, a lot of it, as I described in the review, feels kind of like feeling and like, let's see, these little vignettes of people's emotions, what they're going, how they're reacting to this. And it's not entirely clear how it's connected. But that gets better as it yeah. goes on once you get past all the Apple product placement. And, uh, yes. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> so, yeah, so, yeah. Everyone has an iPhone. Right. The first, like, three minutes is like it's like an iPhone commercial almost. Almost, yeah. <laughs> yeah, you know, it's true because the first uh, scene, the f- the first episode opens with everybody being woken up by their phone right. in the middle of the night. And, of course, everyone's an iPhone, iPhones. which honestly isn't, like, that's not unusual. Yeah, no, it's not. <laughs> You wouldn't think that like network executives and stuff don't have iPhones, right? Yes. But, but yeah, because it's an Apple show. It's, yeah, it jumps out <laughs> at you. Yeah. Um, and I, I feel like this show is least successful when it's kind of trying to be an Aaron Sorkin show. Yeah. Like, there's a few. Let's do a big one shot of this guy walking through hallways and people keep coming into the scene and talking to him and then leaving the scene and somebody else comes into the yeah. scene and then we turn the camera and go down this other hallway and then it then it and then at the end something that's going to impact the future happens and he stops and he changes the camera angle and talks to somebody else yeah. like okay it's they don't do it as well as those Aaron Sorkin shows they don't have the snappy pattern <laughs> that makes it work when they do that, so they either need to step up the the banter, or, or just stop trying to be the West Wing <laughs> right. a little bit, or or Studio sixty, and just yeah. you know the walk and talk shot. But other than that, honestly, and and I think Jennifer, Jennifer Aniston is everyone's doing a good job. Mm-hmm. Everyone's yeah. doing a great job acting. Jennifer Aniston's really stand out. Yes. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's it's kind of a showcase for her. She's really she's really killing it in that show. I see some other reviewers really focusing on like Carell and stuff. Now this is Aniston's show. Is I mean, he's thing? doing a fine job. He's doing a fine job, but right. she's still in the show. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah I, I, the performances are great. I just was watching as like this. This isn't the kind of show I'm usually into. Right. Yes. Yeah. It's, it's it's not. I get kind of tired of the whole TV about TV. Mm. <laughs> <laughs> I can see that. Yeah. So, yeah, and I was kind of like, I've seen this show, I felt like I've seen this show before where, you know, everyone in TV is all this, you know, narcissistic kind of cutthroat, competitive people True. looking over their shoulder all the time and getting defensive and looking out for number one kind of thing. And Yeah, so, backstabbing each other and right. whatever. Yeah, so I kind of 
it's not necessarily it, not that it's a bad show. It's just that right. I've found that I don't particularly latch onto these kind of shows. Yeah. So, but you know, the performances were, are very good. So, but yeah, it's not necessarily the show for me. I feel that way about Dickinson. So let's segue into Dickinson. Yeah. Uh, Dickinson is a show starring Haley Haley Steinfeld. 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 Mm-hmm. Uh, and it's a fictional show based on Emily Dickinson, the poet. Whoa, what's set in the 19th century. 19th, 1850s. Yeah, yeah, 1850s. Just mm-hmm. before the Civil War, yeah. mm-hmm. as they allude to. Yeah. Uh, I hope the Whig Party survives. Yeah. <laughs> it's it, There's some great little it, it's a comedy. nods in there. Yeah, it's a comedy, but not like your typical sitcom type comedy. Yeah. It's, yeah. it's not out to make jokes. Yeah. It, it was, uh, you know, it was the one I, you know, spoke most highly of. I, you know, I didn't put number scores in any of these reviews, but it, it was the one I had the most positive impression of. Mm-hmm. And I liked that it was so weird. And it, it's very, as I said in the, the review, it's very much in that, like, Moulin Rouge with uh, Baz Luhrmann and A Knight's Tale and stuff, right. where they yeah. all put modern music and, and slang, you know, in, in, in older settings. And I, and I, and I believe it, it, it worked really well. The pacing was good. And uh, as a person who loves uh, Emily Dickinson's poetry, uh, I thought they they did really well. It's interesting that they you know they don't spend too much time on the poetry because as I said in one of the captions, it's hard. To, it's every thing of visual media always struggles to make the writing process look interesting. <laughs> so a lot yeah. of it is the rest of her rest of her life. But uh, you know it, it was you know I'm I'm 40 years old and you know you could argue that it was aimed at teens and stuff. But I I, I loved it. I loved how much it was full of life and everything. And as I said, and you know, my subhead, you know, it was, you know, it's one for the misfits and the, the square pegs and the round holes and stuff, you know, channeling that job speech. And, uh, and I like that it, you know, focuses on a lot of things that Apple really loves too, is that combination of, you know, that art and everything and, you know, the LGBT rights and everything, cause that's a big factor in that show. And, uh, yeah. yeah so, uh, it, it, it's fun. And, I, I like you know the, a lot of the rest of this stuff is so serious and uh, True. it's it it is you know like we were saying earlier it's not a comedy in the the sense that it's just constant you know laugh track but uh, right. but it, it it is funny and it, it it's fun is the proper word I believe mm-hmm. not funny yes I feel like uh, sometimes it tries a little too hard to be cool yes. and it's at its best right. when it's just casual about being cool yeah just go ahead and use the modern slang and and have Wiz right. Khalifa be death in the thing and stuff like that but don't just draw so much attention to it with like the and here's here's the Billie Eilish track and mm-hmm. like right. hey kids this is a top 40 song you know right. like that it's a little heavy handed on that sometimes uh, and it's most effective when it's not doing that uh, my wife is a big Emily Dickinson fan and she can't stand how every show is kind of about like here's a famous Emily Dickinson poem you know mm-hmm. and it's this is like what went on in her life to to inspire right. this poem right. that doesn't quite fit and they're like putting the words up over the screen yeah. in this like scrawl writing and stuff it's like just show her at the desk writing you don't need <laughs> to do that like that's not that doesn't help her so much so I, I feel that's that's kind of one strike against it for me mm-hmm. the other thing um, I think Jane Krakowski, who plays her mom, she feels a little out of place. She feels like she's not comfortable saying her lines. Like that's the weakest performance to me. And I like her. I just if she doesn't feel natural, while Toby Huss, her her dad, 
he's awesome. Oh, he is awesome. Yeah. But I like he felt feels like totally in his though. shoes, right? Yeah. yeah, it's a different it's a different character, but he feels like a real person, like natural, mm-hmm. whatever. Whereas Ooh. Jane Krakowski is feels like she's a there. To, yeah, she's like there to deliver the like she's not being a proper lady like <laughs> lines. Right. So mm-hmm. I, I also saw that that was like you know. She was standing in such a, as like a strong contrast. That's what Emily did not want to be. You yeah, know, it was something like that. So I, I thought her she's awkwardness kind of served the point. Right. Yes, yeah. a point. Yes, yeah. She's, yeah. A, she's the foil. And uh, the, but yeah, it's kind of like Jason was saying. Yeah, and I, and I said that myself in a different way. Yeah, I believe the actual writing aspect was the weakest part mm-hmm. of the, the show. Yeah. yeah, speaking as a writer. Yeah, <laughs> and you know, there's not a lot of it out yet, and that's that's the half hour show too. Right. So there's not a. You know, every other show's got three hours out and more. This has an hour and a half of stuff yeah. to, to look at. Um, it's not bad enough that I'm not going to watch it. Like, I'm not sitting there going, like, this is a bad show. Right. I just feel like for for what I'm looking for, it's the weakest of them. And I think if it, if, it, uh, if it settles into not trying so hard to be like, no, we're we're about the 19th century, but really we're cool. Like if it right. tries to stop trying so hard to do that, then it'll just be cool right. and it'll, that'll be fine. So we'll see how it settles into after. Yeah, I, I think it tries hard because I can see how someone in a younger audience would go. Yeah. 19th century Emily Dickinson? Yeah. Who? who? You they, know, made, they made me read this in school. Why? I don't want to watch this. Why would I want to watch this? Yeah. It's trying a little hard in order to rope in that younger audience. Right. And, and another I'm, thing is, have you ever seen, like, cartoons and stuff these days? It's so, like, forgive me because I'm kind of ADD myself. But it's it's kind of, it's so ADD where it's like, let's change everything every couple of seconds and everything. <laughs> and so it kind of fits into that. So I can to- totally see it, it growing out of that. One th- oh, similar thing that I'll say with that. I was saying that I loved A Knight's Tale. I loved uh, Moulin Rouge and stuff. I wonder if it can maintain, safely maintain that energy for all the rest of the, the episodes. That's the thing right. I was wondering, too. Because yes. I like I, I could see how Dickinson would be a good movie. Yes, yeah, for like exactly. two, three hours. I was wondering how it could last for eight to ten hours. Right, and well, in this case, it would that would be like a twenty episode arc. And that's a point I wish I right? put in my that, review. Is that math right? Yes. Yeah. yeah, half an hour because they're half hour episodes. So yeah, I was wondering how long they could maintain that pace. Yes, yep. they're yeah. going to have to start to find uh, a different overall theme than. Right. Uh, then Emily doesn't want to be a proper lady of her yes. st- and know her place in a, wo- a woman's place in this man's world. Right. Because really every episode is about that. It's going to yeah. be so hard yeah. because that was basically her life. I mean, it, it was, but they're just going to have to have other... Yeah. They're, they're, they're playing with other things like her best friend getting married and stuff, but her best friend's not leaving. And stuff, you know, yeah. So they're, they just need to have other concerns in her life yeah. other than just like, she yeah. doesn't want to be a 19th century lady <laughs> and stay at home and cook and clean. Yeah. And, and that's the first line of my review is, uh, you know, I basically say that, you know, she was a person who was famous for shutting herself up in her bedroom yeah. for most of her life. And we're, let's, let's, let's make a show about this. And so, it's, a, <laughs> it's a hard challenge rating there. Yeah. So from the 19th century to the, is it 1960s? Mm-hmm. Oh, barely, yeah. Barely. <laughs> Starts in 69, yeah. Mm-hmm. We have uh, For All Mankind, which is a drama. The premise is that the Soviet Union landed on the moon first. Mm-hmm. So what were the reper- repercussions of that uh, on, on the U.S.? This show, I feel like, is the show that 
would probably appeal to the Macworld audience the most. Okay. Interesting. So I enjoyed this show. I, you know, I, I, I still I thought Dickinson was my favorite show of the four that mm-hmm. that were gonna, you know that were highlighted. Uh, but for all mankind, I I enjoyed it as well. There's a lot of tension in it. Uh, the, the the first episode is very tension tension mm-hmm. filled and yeah I, I think it's it was made to hook people in and I I think it did a very good job of doing that from the outset I thought it was going to be my favorite show but it, I think it is actually my third <laughs> so, yeah oh, really? I, yeah I like it a lot um, I need to see more of it to see where it goes because it has yeah. it has the most clear arc mm-hmm. right uh, it's not obvious at first but the the um, the creator of the show uh, Roland Moore. Who did bat- the new Battlestar Galactica and stuff? He's got a whole plan. He's got a multi-decade plan. Yeah. Like he's got a yeah. <laughs> he's got a plan for not just like oh, what does this do for the Apollo program? Like right. it's right. like he he's got this going up through the '80s and stuff like that. So he's got multiple seasons worth of the ripple effects of a continuing space race yeah. with Russia and just what it does to society and all that other stuff. So I think that that can be exciting. That can go a lot of places. If this was only about like well then, well we don't get interest. We don't lose interest in the Apollo program and kind of give up. Right. Mm-hmm. And that's the end of the show. Like, no, there's way more to it. Yeah. So I can't yeah. wait to see what that way more to it is. I think it's really well made. Mm-hmm. Uh, but just these first couple episodes, they they didn't, they don't have that big idea that hooked me outside mm. of right. Well, right. Russia landed first because right. they don't even show much of Russia. No, no. there's no. They show the, the our reaction when they land on the moon. They show us watching them on TV, but they don't like cut to the Soviet no, Union's space program and show them doing stuff. So we'll see what happens as it goes. Yeah. Matter of fact, I'd almost be more interested in the show if it was from the Russian perspective. Right. <laughs> if they included it, like maybe maybe that'll be one of the episodes. It's right. all <laughs> it's all what's going on in Russia as with this or something. Yeah, the, the first episode, knowing the premise, halfway through it, I was kind of like, are we going to get goings anytime soon? Yeah. That's what I said in my review. It, it's yeah. kind of the, the, the ripple effects. At first, at least, it's kind of like Jason said, maybe it'll go full-blown sci-fi later yeah. down the road. But it's pretty subdued at first yeah. as far as the changes. And then, uh, and I, I'm not, I don't, I don't want to bring up any spoilers, but then something happens during the later part of the episode that makes you kind of go, all right, yeah. mm-hmm. I can see now what's n- now we're going to start taking yeah. off a little. And bit. we're not just going to track reg- history as it was, right? But, <laughs> but with you know, yeah, yeah. Um, it does feel very real. Yes, it they does. did an it does. amazing job with sets and costuming and everything with the te- technology level at the time for events that didn't happen. They re- it really looks like. This is what it would have been if these events happened. And it's all very plausible. Both good and bad. Yeah, both good and bad. And it's all very plausible and it all fits really well. So, yeah, I'm I'm excited. I probably would have liked it more if I didn't just like a month ago rewatch From the Earth to the Moon. Yes, (laughs) right. right. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. The final show of the, I guess you would call them the four that were sort of uh, being marketed as the uh, marquee shows is a show called C. So this is a show about a future America or a future world, essentially, where yeah, a virus a kind of... <laughs> but it is world. Yeah. yeah, virus kind of takes over and people lose 
not only are people killed or die from this virus, but the, the remaining survivors lose their vision. Yeah, only a few million people in the whole world survived. Yeah. And they lost their vision, and then now this is hundreds of years later. Yeah, so this yes. is hundreds of years later. And this show stars uh, Jason Momoa, the uh, kind of action star who's been in several. He's he's probably known most as Aquaman. Mm-hmm. Yep. Yeah, so what do you Cal Drogo. Yeah. <laughs> Cal Drogo, that's right. He's not, and, and Cal Drogo. Yeah. Um, and uh, Alfred Woodard is the other sort of Alfred Woodard. name you might know. Right. You, you'd see her, and you I've seen her and stuff. Yeah, yeah. And to me, you know, I, I sort of read other reviews, and then people were kind of saying that this was sort of the weakest of the four. And I, it's my second favorite. Yeah. I unabashedly say right. it's my second hard, favorite. One. Hard disagree yes. on that. Yeah, yeah, you guys not, liked it. Yeah. I'm surprised I liked it because I'm too. sitting there watching it, going like, "It's so goofy." <laughs> <laughs> it's like it takes itself seriously, yeah. which which works, right? And they really thought a lot about a lot of like, well, what if people for hundreds of years have been blind? Like, how, how would society work? Uh-huh. It's obviously very tribal and, and primitive because advanced technology won't wouldn't develop and stuff. Uh, and the what's left of the world is there's not much left. Like, mm-hmm. there's no roads or buildings or anything. Yeah. There's a there's a dam, right. and that, that's that's crumbling and falling apart. Yeah. But it's like. They thought a lot about that, but at the same time, there's some really obvious stuff they missed. Yes. Where I'm just like, you thought so hard about how people would tie knots in ropes to leave each other <laughs> messages, but you got people walking around in, in colored clothing. Like, why Why are they... And decorations in their hair. Like, right. Well... Uh, okay, can, those feathers, I'm sorry. If you tried to touch those, they're going to fall out. I mean, that's I don't know. The... <laughs> like, that, that, that to me looked like something tactile. Like, I get that. They had right. the face tattoos. That was tactile. Yeah. But, yeah. I, I can get the headdresses and stuff because they're all very, like, it's something you touch and feel and stuff like that. But I don't understand why, like, how 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 do the how does her guards have, like, all black clothes? Right. Like, they're, how do these They're be- uniformed. Right. Yeah. How does this person have a, a skirt? Like, everyone's wearing – a lot of people wearing hides and stuff. That's yeah. great. That the, the person has, like, a green yeah. skirt on. Like, who made it green? <laughs> You and wouldn't so, die anything. Yeah. Like, it's so crazy. How would you know? Yeah. And people ride horses, but, you know, as a person who used to train horses, right. I can say that getting on a trained horse as blind that is probably not a problem. But actually training the yeah, horse. Yeah, how, how did you train that horse? I think yeah. you need to be able to see for that. <laughs> I think that was my main problem with it. I kept saying to myself, okay, it's it's supposed to be a few hundred years after this. So things have yeah. evolved. Like, people have super hearing now. And then things like that to compensate for the lack of vision. So that can explain some of the things. But there were just other things I kept thinking. I kept getting caught in, in the whole trap of, can, can that really happen? Would that really work that way? And it's trying right. to be like, like, I'm trying not to be ableist thinking about this yeah. stuff. But at the same time, it's like, no. Some of it's weird mystical stuff. Like, right. they, have, they have the people who can, like, sense people's, like, intentions or emotions or yeah. whatever. And I'm just yeah. like, I'm just... Being suspension of disbelief and letting that happen, like fine. Yeah, see, I couldn't. That's the thing. I couldn't. You I really only, have to suspend your disbelief. Right, right. I can only suspend it for so long, <laughs> for so much, and then I, after I would just go, I, oh, I, what? I, 
Yeah, yeah I, I, I couldn't buy into it as much as I wanted to. Yeah. So that was my main problem. In my review, I, I mentioned Waterworld, which, you know, was a similar, you know, technically. Except it was just goofy. Yeah. <laughs> See, that's what I said, is that Waterworld at least had the decency not to take itself so seriously. <laughs> but uh, um, I act, but, I, but I found myself, despite these problems, like really enjoying it. Yes. It moves along at a mm-hmm. really brisk clip yes i mean these these babies the the, the whole conceit and we're not giving anything away here is that yeah. these babies are born who, the who can see mm-hmm. yeah uh and like they're they're 12 years old by the end of the first episode like, yes it's, like they move they go along with this this uh so i don't felt out coming off the morning show where like the beginning <laughs> right. was a little plotting yeah. like they don't they don't plot at all they move you right along everything that happens is meaningful uh, there's like there's just no wasted space in this show, and um, and it's it's beautiful. I I can't see how it's super expensive, except for yes. maybe Jason Momoa is expensive. Because right. outside of a little bit of like CG background work and like the dam and stuff, yeah, it's, they're just filming it in British Columbia. Like there's no. <laughs> it, it is it is nice to look at. It's, it is you know you, there are some wonderful shots of British Columbia, and you know it's. I believe there is a conservation message in that, and the environmental message in yeah. that too. It's like you know, once we can't see how to exploit this world and everything, and it are, you know, and it also helps that there's so few of us. You know, it's. Uh, but I will say one thing: what annoyed me is because I believe it's in the third episode, someone finds a map and they figure out where they are, and uh, and it's like, okay. Why don't you just say it was set in like the Seattle area or something? Because the place where it is actually set does not look anything like that, right. and it's not going to look like that in two hundred or four hundred years or whatever it is. Yeah, that's yeah. There's some things. Yeah, there's a few things like that. Like there would be even hundreds of years from now, there'd be some crumbling infrastructure. Mm-hmm. Like bes- right. besides this dam, there'd be the road that hasn't grown over yet, right. or the some. I mean, skyscra- skyscrapers would be crumbling, but they'd be there in the background. Did right? you make it to the third episode? No. Okay, there, there's a lot more of that in the okay. third episode. Yeah, they get somewhere. Okay. Yes. Good. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> they get somewhere where you can see, like, okay, so. Yeah. But, the third episode has a lot more ruins. All right. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, so, but other than that, like, I'm I'm actually pretty impressed with the show, and it's like, I, you kind of want to know what happens next. It, it draws you in pretty quick, and keeps you going it's another one that really made me go like we were wrong about this being sanitary (laughs) there is blood and gore and like oral uh, sex yeah sexual stuff (laughs) um they they back off of nudity at every opportunity they come darn close they're really close but yeah but other than that they you know they're they're not shy about like blood spray and and stuff like that so it's yeah and I'm not talking like the tasteful shoulder shot. No, it, it gets a lot closer to being scandalous. Than that. Yeah. <laughs> yes. So those are some, just some quick summary reviews. Uh, we have uh, in-depth reviews by Leif on our website if you want to get more information about those four particular shows. Uh, there were other shows that are on Apple TV+. Plus. We talked about The Book Club. Mm-hmm. Yeah. There's only one episode of that. Mm-hmm. Uh, mm-hmm. There are. That was with a Ta-Nehisi Coates, uh, yeah. the Water Dancer. Yeah, that's what yep. you're focusing on. Uh, there's a movie about the Elephant Queen. The elephant queen. Yes, the Elephant. Yeah, I, I was trying to. Re- I, I almost <laughs> said the Elephant Dancer, and I was getting <laughs> stuff in my head. So the Elephant Queen. It's a documentary uh, where these a couple of filmmakers embedded themselves with 
a uh, an elephant family mm-hmm. led by this matriarch called Athena, this mm-hmm. huge elephant. Athena, who their water starts to dry up, and they they trek in search of water yeah. across East Africa. I haven't watched it yet. I skimmed around a couple places and saw how beautiful it is. It's Planet um, Earth meets the Lion King. Yeah, yeah <laughs> it, it's told in a narrative way, uh, but it is a documentary. Like it's right. this is real life stuff that people filmed, and it's a real event. But then they kind of narr- make it a narrative, and it's and it's. Um, there are some highly moving scenes, but yeah. uh, it is definitely aimed at kids. And okay. uh, mm. the the way that I, you know. You know, and and I after I read my wrote my review, I read that other critics were saying this too. It's like you know, it's they do have this little part at the end. I don't think this is a spoiler. It says what happens to the herd, um, okay. but you know, it is one of those places that is trying to. It's one of those things that's trying to like say, hey, the Afri- the elephants in Africa are going through a hard time, but it it plays that up by celebrating them as oh, okay. opposed to yeah. you know playing how grim their situation is like a lot of such shows do but mm. uh yeah. some people say it probably should have leaned into that but because at the, the end it's like oh well that's dark <laughs> but it, you know it doesn't show up until the end credits so oh yeah uh yeah there's that there's snoopy in space which mm-hmm. is yes. it, that's the only one i think that all the episodes are out it's technically it's, a movie. It's a collection yeah. of shorts. It's but, it's ten shorts. Yeah, and they're like eight or eight minute, eight or ten minutes each yes. or something. So it's it's basically one like little animated movie about Snoopy becoming an ass astronaut. And each one is eight minutes long. Yeah, I don't know if we said that. Yeah, yeah I I have no idea why they kind of broke it up. Yeah, feels like it could have been just a. Movie span. kids could watch, <laughs> but then they released them all, <laughs> yes, right? right? So it yeah. just feels weird that they'd release them all. Because what am I going to watch? Am I going to watch the like fifth <laughs> eight minute segment over? No, I just yeah, I don't know what the thinking was on that. Yeah, yeah. I will say I I, uh, I used to, you know, in my my previous job I used to work heavily with uh, with peanuts and United Feature Syndicate and stuff like that, and uh, you know that was one of the things that a lot of people loved about peanuts is that it really focuses on at least adult themes in this kind of comic. You know, it, it showed the wisdom of kids and stuff. There's not a much. There's actually not a lot of that, and I have a feeling that'll disappoint some people. But for kids themselves, it's very, it's very positive. It, it you know, it really plays up teamwork. Mm-hmm. Uh, the gang doesn't get a lot of screen time. It is mainly Snoopy and Woodstock and stuff. Yeah, so they, they called it Snoopy in space. Yeah, peanuts mm-hmm. in space. Yeah, but I think it's gonna f- bomb hard because, <laughs> right? Because all right, first of all, nobody under like. Uh, 35, 40, mm-hmm. has any idea who the peanuts are. Sure. <laughs> yeah. Like, they're, they're, nobody's, nobody's yeah. reading the newspaper funnies anymore. Yeah. And they may not even know what newspapers are. Right. Nobody's watching, like, It's the Great Pumpkin, Charlie Brown on TV right, anymore. Yeah. Like, that, things that were a staple of my childhood, like, right. no kid these days knows that stuff. Yeah. This stuff I, is – these. this show is really clearly for kids. Show series, I guess you would say it's a limited series. It's clearly for kids. It's uh-huh. not – it's not a crossover thing like the Muppet Show where the jokes are on two levels for adults too. It's, yeah. So it's, it's like, no adults going to watch this. No kids going to be yeah. interested. I, I kind of wonder why they made this decision. To, like some executives at Apple made this. They have a multi. Yeah. Uh, they have a multi-project deal with the Peanuts guys. Mm-hmm. 
They do. Uh, and, yeah. and so this is the first of them, but there will be other things. And I'm just like, who are these for? Yeah. Like, why yeah. would you? Do- I think it serves to kind of fill out, round out the catalog that they have. To show that they have this entry, right? Here. But it's it strikes yeah. me as something that a forty-five-year-old executive yeah. thinks is a kids show, not knowing that right. kids do not care or know right. about peanuts at all yeah. anymore. They yeah. might have done well with an original series or something, but I think at this beginning that the Apple's whole thing was like, let's get these big names, let's get these, yeah. And as far as that, and especially getting adults who can pay for the service on board, uh, that might have been what they were going for. Yeah. But I, I do agree with your overall point. Yeah. 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 Now, speaking of kids, there are two series aimed at kids. One is called Helpsters. It's from the uh, makers of Sesame Street. Mm-hmm. The other one is Ghost Rider, which is... I believe that's also funded by uh, Sesame is Workshop it? as well. I'm not Ghost Rider. Sure. I'm yeah. not sure. It's a revival. There was right. a there was a '90s series Ghost Rider that was that was PBS after my BBC. time. Yeah. yeah, yeah. It's a PBS thing. It's not a children's television workshop thing. Yeah. I don't think. Yeah. Um, I didn't watch any of either of those. I didn't. <laughs> <laughs> so life, we're gonna have to yeah. fill us in if those are any good. Uh, the Helpsters is very nice. It's very, it's very positive. And you know, these people come into the shop and there's four monsters that work there and they, they teach everybody about working together. And, uh, and it's what it's most important. And heck, I could deal to learn with this, uh, learn from this is, you know, it's like the, you know, the strength of coming up with a plan and sticking to it in order to get things done. Mm-hmm. And it's, it's also about, you know, divvying up teamwork. I mean, you know, responsibilities to other members of your team yeah. and everything. So it, it teaches those lessons. And importantly, it doesn't like, everything's great. No, there's some people that you really have to explain, you know, what they have to do. because, you know, And there's, you can even see some, like, mild, happy frustration because, okay, oh, let, me, let me explain exactly what you have to do. So it kind of reminds kids that it's always not just going to be easy. You will sometimes have to work yeah. for this. But, uh, but, yeah, that's the idea is basically helping other people. We help ourselves. Um with Ghost Rider, yeah, it's okay. It is li- the it is literal. I mean, it's uh, just like in the old series, but it's a ghost who can only communicate by writing things. So you know, <laughs> hello pops up in some orange juice and everything, and so <laughs> they have to run around. These kids who are a very diverse kid, a group of kids who live in a, a major city, which you know is implied as New York, and uh, they. Uh, but um, yeah, they run around solving mysteries and. Uh, but with the help of this ghost who helps spell things out for them. So, uh, mm-hmm. literally. Um, so, <laughs> that's the, uh, yeah, th- that is basically the premise. And the first one, um, I'll go ahead and say it's, you know, they're trying to collect all the figures, uh, the characters from Alice in Wonderland, and uh, get them back into the book because they ran around. So, there's actually some pretty good C- Apple-funded CGI going on here. Yeah. And uh, so, because the white rabbit runs around and stuff like that. But it, it's, it's... You know, it actually has some really good drama in it, too. Like, you know, the relation moving to a new city. They don't spend a lot of time, this is a good thing, on, you know, like everybody meeting each other. It's an implied that these kids already have a relationship, so you can just jump right into the plot. And uh, I think, you know, as far as character development and stuff like that, there's actually it's it's actually pretty well done. And I know the first run of the series ran out because they didn't have any, they ran out of money. Yeah. Um, but, uh, you know, with Apple behind it, if this is good, uh, you know, yeah, it, it was I, a, originally the original run, the original Ghost Rider was a pretty highly acclaimed show. It was about yes. ten years after I was old enough for it, you know. So I never, I never saw it, but it was apparently very good. Mm-hmm. You know, I was in high school when they were like, "This is for you know fifth graders." 
So it seems like the kind of thing I would have liked yeah. yes. <laughs> if I was 10 years younger. Uh, speaking of liking the shows, Theodore Medrick on, fa- on the Macworld Facebook page says that, honestly, nothing here sounds like anything I'd rush to pay for, but of course I'll take the free offer with my iPhone 11 and see. So I brought up that comment because I thought it would be actually a segue to the fact that these are just the shows that are starting off with. There is more content to come from Apple. Uh, just today, Apple released a trailer for the show Servant, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. which is a thriller from M. Night, and I'm not even going to try and say his last Shyamalan. name. Shyamalan. Yeah, Shyamalan, because I always get it wrong. It, it looks harder than it is. Yeah, it, it does. It's yeah. not that hard, but I always get it. It always twists in my head for some reason. Uh, and it it will be released on November 28th. Mm-hmm. They uh, also have some movies coming up. Um, they've released trailers for, well, Hala, which is a movie they bought, a done movie mm-hmm. that, that was already at Sundance and stuff that they purchased will be hitting the service before too long. And then they just um, they just released a trailer for a, a production that they paid for called The Banker, which mm-hmm. looks really good. It's Samuel L. Jackson and Anthony Mackie. Uh, it's a true story of a couple of bankers in J- the Jim Crow era who – a couple of black guys in the Jim Crow era who weren't allowed to like – you know, this is in the highlight of redlining and stuff where you yeah. weren't able to buy – property in white neighborhoods and you had uh, you, you weren't you definitely couldn't own a bank or something like that so they they pay a white guy who doesn't know anything about banking to pretend to be them to buy banks and buy property in white neighborhoods yeah. mm-hmm. which is a thing that really happened like this is a kind of based on a true story it looks really really good it's dropping that one's going to drop in theaters in the first. Dece- first in December and then it's going to land on the service just in time for Black History Month next year um, so at the end of January, I think it, it's going to land right at the end of January for Black History Month. Um, but that looks really good too, and that's just a, a movie. And then uh, what's the other series? There's so, two other series coming up that we uh, don't have on. Sesame Workshop. Yeah. yeah, there's a series called Truth Be Told. It's with Octavia Spencer mm-hmm. and Aaron Paul. Yeah. Um, there's another series. There and then there are two other series that'll that- come in December. Truth be told, and then there's yeah. two series that don't have a date. Yes, there's a series called Little America. It's, it's going to be an anthology of right, that's what true I was stories to of, right. of immigrants, but everyday immigrants, not like the famous immigrant who right. you know became a captain of industry. It's going to be like the real lives of regular Im- immigrants and how they go through the same things everybody does. Yeah. yeah. And then there's a J.J. Abrams Bad Robot production show called Little Voice, mm-hmm. which is, I guess, about making musicals in New York oh, in the early music. 20s. I'm not sure if musicals. <laughs> oh, right, right. It might, just okay, be, yes. it might just be a musician. I'm not, they haven't really released footage of either of these. Yeah. So yeah. we don't know how far out they are, except that Apple's promoting them as a coming soon yeah. type of thing. Yeah. So those are the shows that are coming that we know that are coming out. Are there, there's also been a, a bunch of shows that have been reported by the Hollywood media, mm-hmm. like Variety and Hollywood Reporter, that uh, haven't been officially announced by Apple, but they've signed deals. You know, these production companies yeah. sign deals with Apple, and then they, these reporters uh, catch wind of it. Are any anything of those stick out well, to you guys? There's a lot that Apple announced back in March at their event. 
that just seemed to have disappeared yep. for a while. Mm-hmm. So Amazing Stories is the big one. Yeah. They brought they trotted Spielberg out on stage to talk about Amazing Stories. I mean, that's how they opened it. It's and that's what Steven most people Spielberg. remember from it. Yeah. Right. And 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 there's not a trailer or anything. <laughs> it's not it's not there's not a coming soon banner on the service like where's Amazing Stories. So that's that's one like Mythic Quest, Home Before Dark. There's like a four or five other shows that have been officially announced by Apple in yeah. some capacity, but they just don't even list them as coming soon or anything. Yeah. So probably within the first half of next year, we're going to see these those drop. And then there's 30 other things they've right, got going on. There's a Time Bandit series, and there's several uh, best-selling books they've bought up the rights to and are getting going on and all kinds of stuff. There's I can't even start to lose track of how many other <laughs> series are in the works. Yeah. Debbie Tovar on Facebook uh, comments about the episode, the shows that Apple's working on. She says it's a nice long list. I am one of those people who can't quite open the scissors to cut the cord yet, but hoping this will replace some of the cable stuff she is watching. Mm-hmm. There's There are a lot of dang TV shows that are oh out now, right I know. now. Disney Plus is about to drop. Yeah. Uh, with that's like. There is so much so original things. content; it's almost mind-boggling. I know. I have to admit, if you know, I wasn't—I didn't work for MacWorld, and you know, I didn't get it free for my iPhone. I probably would not have subscribed to. Uh, yeah, Apple TV it's Plus. it's yeah. even at five bucks a month, which is totally reasonable. Yes. It's slim pickings right now, and yeah. I think Apple knows that, and that's why they're doing this year thing, this extend your free trial for a year thing. Yes. Right. Uh, I do think. Um, Judging by the quality of what they dropped, I mean, it's hard to make a Game of Thrones, Westworld, Mad Men style hit, like yeah, a hit yes. that people talk about and know, yeah. you know, uh, if you get one in 10 of your shows that are like that, you're doing great. Yeah. And and anyone in Hollywood will tell you that. So just the sort of quality level that they've achieved just with these coming out of the gate, it's pretty good. Like it's so, I'm surprised at how good it is. I'm gonna laugh as C becomes their big hit. <laughs> yeah, I don't, I don't, God, I don't think it will. But like, I'm surprised how good it is. I went to Rotten Tomatoes. Yeah, I was gonna say that's exactly what I was gonna bring up. Yeah. And and looked at stuff like I've never seen a bigger gap between the the critics review score yeah. and the audience review score than on like the morning show. Yeah, which has like a I don't know 47 from critics and like a 95 from <laughs> from audience. Yeah. You yeah. take all those audience reviews on any of these sites with a grain of salt, right? But it just doesn't. It seems like people were grading Apple on a curve and expecting them to land with like mm-hmm. an an HBO style. HBO can only do this twice a decade, yeah. and <laughs> it's been three years since anybody landed right. a Stranger Things or something yeah. that everyone talks about, and everybody expected Apple to just come out of the gate with it. I think that's unreasonable, and yeah. just but judging by what they've gotten in the, the irons they have in the fire, mm-hmm. a year from now, is it going to be worth five bucks a month? I'd probably yeah. yeah. Oh, yeah. I, I would I say bet. yes, definitely. Oh, yeah, yeah. I, I will agree with that. Yeah. And I and I will say that of my, the only one that was really negative was uh, the morning show. Uh, the re- the other three reviews I wrote were actually pretty positive. Mm. So, C C has a bad score on Rotten, uh, Rotten Tomatoes as yes. well, but a good audience score. Mm-hmm. I, I think C it, it's it really was the 
speaking as a critic, uh, that they were really trying to lean into that. This doesn't make sense. This is goofy. It's yeah. like that. You just got to roll with it, man. Yeah. I know. <laughs> I, I delight every time they show how much they thought about a world without sight uh-huh. uh, and don't even bring it up. Yeah. Like like um, in their villages, their roads, they have ropes tied above the head going mm-hmm. down the street yeah. so that as you walk along with your little like walking stick, you can like right. tap it and you can know where the houses are to turn and where the streets right. are to turn. Out. And the villages like, are gridded. Yeah. Um, yeah. And like that's brilliant. They would mm-hmm. totally yeah. do that. Yeah. Like that would organically grow out of needing to build a village together yeah. where nobody can see. Yeah. And they did. They don't even say it. They just do something like that. And I'm just like, oh, they thought of that. Mm-hmm. And then yeah. somebody walks up and they've got all black uniforms. I'm like, oh god. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and you know, there, there are other things like they refer to metal as god bone because sure. you know they can't really fathom how somebody would have made that. Yeah. So, how yeah. do you dig something out of the ground and like burn it in your furnace and all that? Yeah. <laughs> when you can't see. And it's been centuries. You just think that this is left in the world for you. Mm -hmm. I get that. So that just about does it for this week's episode of the Macworld Podcast, episode 675. Thanks to Jason Cross. Thank you. Thanks to Life Johnson. Thank you. And thank you, audience, for tuning in. Uh, You can subscribe to the podcast via iTunes, through SoundCloud, or on Spotify. If you have any comments or questions, send us an email at podcast at macworld.com. Or you can contact us through Twitter, that's at Macworld, or on Facebook. Join us in the next episode as we talk about the latest news and happenings in the world of Apple. See you all next week. (laughs) 